Welcome to Marriage Talk. Proverbs 17 verse 22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. In today's Marriage Talk, Pastor Priji applies this verse in the context of marriage and shares some practical tips to bring happiness and joy in marriage. Believing this will bless you. Greetings in Jesus precious name. Welcome to Marriage Talk podcast. It is my joy to connect with you one more time in this conversation. I hope that we'll get to learn from each other. If you have your own experiences, things that you've been learning from the Lord in this season, please feel free to write to us and we'd love to know what the Lord is doing in your marriage. We would love to know how the Lord is equipping you towards your marriage. If you've been going through a tough or a challenging season of marriage we'd love to hear from you as well we'd love to stand with you pray for you if there's any wisdom or biblical counsel that we can give you we'd be more than glad to be part of your journey it is such a great privilege for us to enjoy this institution of marriage and it is possible to enjoy it fully only when we do it god's way because god is the one who created marriage god is the one who established marriage i'd like to draw your attention to this particular proverb in the old testament uh, which uh, we may not only apply in the context of marriage but i'm going to apply it for this uh, conversation for the sake of this discussion i'm going to apply it in the context of marriage this is proverbs chapter 17 and verse 22 It says that a cheerful heart is a good medicine but a broken spirit it saps a person's strength what the writer of this proverb is doing is to point us to joy as the answer to every challenge that we face in life it in fact says that this cheerful heart is a solution is a medicine now I know that we'll all go through different types of battles and challenges ups and downs in marriage before marriage and after marriage we may go through highs and lows before we are parents and after we are parents we'll have our own challenges in every season but if we can pursue joy if we can pursue a cheerful heart then we can continue to grow in marriage then we can continue to grow in our relationship with each other that is what the bible says that all the friction that you know we experience in marriage from time to time it can be resolved if we will pursue a cheerful heart if we will pursue to bring cheer to our spouse and if we will keep our own hearts cheerful it is not an easy thing to achieve it's not uh something that will come to you naturally or normally it is something you'll have to actively pursue especially because the devil the enemy of our souls the one that is coming constantly to kill steal and to destroy he doesn't like you being happy you should understand this as a ground rule from the start the devil doesn't like it when you laugh The devil doesn't like it when there is joy in your house when there is a party going on in your home. One of the attacks on Job's family was the attack on his children when there was a party going on. You know this was a holy party that was covered by the blood because 
the father Job, he would be constantly arranging for sacrifices to cover everything that is happening in the homes of his children. And in the midst of this party was where a strike, an attack from the enemy came. And I have to warn you that if your house is happy, if your house is joyful, the enemy is going to be mad. You cannot have joy in your family and, and cheerfulness in your family and uh, the enemy will keep quiet about it. It is definitely going to create some momentum in the spirit world which is going to attract the wrong forces. But that itself is a sign that you're doing something right. You know, most of us, we get scared and say, okay, we shouldn't laugh too much or we shouldn't be too happy too much because if you're happy... And if we laugh all the time, you know, there, there, there is a time when we will also have to cry. There is a time when we will also have to, you know, lose this happiness, you know. And, and these are lies that we've been taught by our parents and, uh, and by people um, that we've been trained by. And yet there is some truth in it. The fact that the enemy is attracted to people that are joyful. He's attracted to people that are cheerful. And he's going to try his best to kill something in your marriage, to, to steal the joy that you have, to steal the strength that you have, because he knows that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if I can take the joy away, then you will not have any more strength left in your marriage. And in this season, especially because you know that this is going to irritate the enemy, it is going to make him mad when you're happy, you have to pursue it. Even if it doesn't come naturally to you, you need to sit with your spouse and just spend time laughing. You need to, you know, spend time pranking each other if that helps. You know, you could crack jokes at home, do whatever it takes to just make sure to create an atmosphere in your home that is going to irritate the enemy. See, every time you irritate the devil, you're bringing worship to God because you're doing the right thing. You're, 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 you're doing something that is going to exalt Jesus and his presence in your marriage. But what we don't understand is that it's more than just irritating the devil. Because here it says that a cheerful heart is a good medicine. Which means that all the hurts that you experience, emotional, mental, uh, relational, you know, there is a lot of friction that happens in a marriage especially when there are difference of opinions and different ways of doing things. There are definitely so much of friction that happens. And laughter works like a nice lubricant that flows in between these machinery, which will help a free flow of all the moving parts in the machinery. The Bible says that your laughter is a good medicine. All the friction that there is, all the hurts that there is, all the challenges that there is in your marriage, it can be easily tackled if you can pursue joy. If both of you can pursue joy, not just one person, it doesn't make sense if one person is happy and the other person is miserable all the time. But both of you, if you can actively, intentionally pursue joy. Now, you know, we're living in a day and a time when mental health conditions are, you know, on the rise and there is a lot of people struggling with mental trauma and we don't know how to respond to it and instead of giving us the key to be happy the bible just tells us to rejoice it tells us 
again and again why don't you rejoice why don't you be happy because see the the fact that you're joyful and the fact that you're rejoicing is not in your mental realm it is not something that you experience only in your soul realm it is a fruit of the spirit and it begins in your spirit which will eventually overflow into your soul see all that the psychologists can do and all the therapy can do i'm not against it i myself go for it i receive it as well there's nothing wrong in doing that but all of that is in the soul realm but there is a joy there is a help that can come from the spirit realm down to the soul realm and that is why it it works as a medicine that is why it works as a solution even if your family is going through a physical illness all of you have fallen sick together or you've had a loss of life or you've had somebody being taken away by the enemy you need to spend time with cheerfulness together and you will see how that cheerfulness will now begin to heal all those cracks and wounds that you have in your marriage in your family and for this of course this is something that you need to in, be intentional about but more than that you need to look for creative ways to keep each and every family member happy now when i say you need to you know try to keep them happy i'm not talking about just the joy that comes in the spirit because that's something that the only the holy spirit can give us but as the parents in the house as the wife of the house as the husband in the house you can look for ways in which you can contribute to the joy in the house what can you do what can you plan look up ideas online if you need to you know i'm so blessed i i wish i could give you all these resources there are uh, so many resources that um this urban india ministries they release week after week and month after month you can subscribe to their magazines and they give up uh, they give these uh, resources which you can uh, refer to uh, which gives you games for family nights and um, that that will help you to you know do puzzles together as a family jokes and so many stuff that you can do together as a family and you need to look for opportunities for your family to laugh together if that means you guys uh, sit and watch a funny movie together then do that if it means you get out of the house and you know go for a late night drive with your children or just alone the both of you as a couple that you do that and you talk and you make fun of uh, some stuff and just laugh together as a family please do that make sure that you are constantly pushing for this that you're scheduling time out for this that you're you're prioritizing the joy in your house see the issue with so many of us is that we wait for us to fall sick so that we can have some nutritious food and so that we can take medicine that can heal that uh, area of our body rather than doing that if we can constantly be on a good diet the possibility of you falling sick will reduce so much and if we can constantly pursue joy in our marriages if we can pursue a cheerful heart in our marriages then it will not just function as a good medicine in times of a problem but it will also serve as a good regular nourishing diet 
that will help you, that will keep you strong, that will continue to lift you up in the most difficult and challenging seasons of your life. It says that a cheerful heart, not a cheerful head, a cheerful heart is a good medicine, which means this is not just something that you can do or experience mentally. What you're, what you're going through in your head, all the logical, rational planning and preparing and saving up and investing and all the hard work that goes into running a home in your head now needs to take a break and your heart needs to be cheerful about it. Your heart needs to find ways to be happy. You know, and so often we live in a very cruel world and we have bills to pay. We have physically hurting people in our homes to tend to, to care for. Sometimes our siblings, our parents or our spouses are going through uh, very challenging issues at work, at home and church and ministry. And, and we spend a lot of resources trying to just firefight from day to day, from week to week. But instead, if you can just uh, ask the Lord to give you the grace to uh, give birth to cheer, to give birth to joy, to give birth to happiness in your house, in spite of all of those challenges and pressures and stress situations, they are not going away anywhere. They're going to continue to be there. They'll continue to try and haunt you all through your life. And yet, if you can preserve the joy, you know, uh, Apostle James, he would say it like this in James chapter 1, verse 2. When you go through diverse kinds of temptations or diverse kinds of trials, why don't you look at it as an opportunity for joy? Look at it as an opportunity to be cheerful. Look at it as an opportunity to be happy. And so much so that now the happiness is a matter of your heart, not just something that's going on in your head and you're looking for reasons to be happy. See, you know, when, when it's a head-based happiness, you need ample amount of reasons for it. You need uh, the right environment for it. But when it is a heart-based happiness, you may not have the reasons. You may not have the right environment. You know, I've been to funerals. If you ever invite me to funerals, please don't expect me to be all the time crying and being sad. I've been to funerals and, and we've had times of singing and being happy and rejoicing. And there are some people who look at us thinking we are weirdos, we are insensitive people. But that's what heart-based happiness can do. That you can have happiness, you can have joy in spite of what is going on around you, in spite of the stressful situations that you see around you. Let me read that verse one more time. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22. A cheerful heart is a good medicine, but a broken spirit or a broken heart or a broken soul, it saps a person's strength. So let me encourage you to not just work on bringing cheer into your marriage, bringing happiness into your marriage, but also to fix any broken heart conditions that you have. If, if your physical heart was malfunctioning, I'm sure that you would prioritize that over everything. 
you know you you wouldn't mind taking a week or two off from work to go for regular uh, physical health checkups to make sure that your heart is functioning fine but when it comes to our spiritual heart or our inner heart why is it that we take the condition of our spiritual or our inner heart lightly now we don't freak out when we see that there is a hole there we don't freak out when we see that there is brokenness there we don't freak out when we see that there is a blockage there why is it that we prioritize our physical health but not our inner real spiritual health it says that a broken heart or a broken spirit it has the capacity to uh, you know dry off all your strength another translation says that it dries up the bones you know like all the uh, flesh all the nutrition all the nourishment that there is around your bones it gets dried off when your spirit is broken so as a family as a couple you need to find ways to fix the broken spirit that you carry or that your spouse carries if it's your spouse you know there are times when you can't do much about it then just pray and be there for them and let the lord use you to become the channel of healing in your spouse's life but if there are anything that you can do to fix your own heart to fix your own life then you need to take time to address those issues it may be because of the way that you've been raised up it could be because of the way that you've been exposed to relationships in the past it could be an experience from earlier on even in your own marriage that you know could have broken your spirit now because of which there is no more joy left because of which there is no more happiness left you need to find a way to fits that because see if there is no strength that you have as the father of the house or, or as the mother of the house i'm sure that the rest of the family would have to drag you along you know it, it is going to be so hard to get you to agree uh, to join them on a game night it's going to be so hard to get you to sit with them and enjoy a movie together or go for a ride together it is going to be such a challenge so if you have any brokenness inside you rather than pointing fingers at other people saying hey this is the person responsible this is the situation responsible or or this is the issue that i have rather than pointing fingers outside why don't you bear your heart you know uh, on the operation table if necessary seek out counseling like i told you before counseling is not a bad thing uh, it requires a little bit of vulnerability but it's a good thing to surrender to open your heart up for someone else to have a peek in there and to give you a feedback it's more like a mirror that they, that they give you of your own emotions of your own uh, thought processes what you're going through uh, you know a skilled professional counselor can just help you see yourself in a better manner and it is absolutely not sinful for you to go for counseling Uh, as christians sometimes we spiritualize everything and saying oh i don't need any counseling i don't need any professional help everything comes from prayer yes it is true that god is your primary source of strength that god is your primary source of help but we all eat food right you know we don't say okay uh, i'm just going to depend on uh, reading the bible so no more eating food from now we do go to the doctor 
when we are physically sick we we do go to the grocery stores or to a restaurant when we need physical supplies why is it that we look down on mental health conditions why is it that we do not seek out help when we need it so if you are going through a brokenness if you have to pay for it make sure to pay for it and go visit a counselor it is definitely going to be a blessing on that note if you're looking for a counselor and you need help please feel free to write to us if we know of somebody reliable in your city in your church in your uh, nearby locality we can connect you to them or else we can connect you to we can connect you to one of the counselors in our city that you can connect online or uh, receive counseling virtually it is very necessary that you you know prioritize your mental health because that is going to go a long way in continuing to keep you strong in every season of life another thing that i would ask you to do is be careful to guard your conversations because one thing that has the capacity to break your spirit is uh conversations that are derogatory conversations that are going to be hurtful conversations that are going to be uh, accusatory and in conversations that are completely not god's will for your life so you need to guard every word that you speak and every word that goes into your ear and touches your spirit as a parent especially when you're correcting your children there are times when you can tell them things in a way that they know the fact that they are doing a wrong thing without having to break their spirit see growing up we've all been told and expressed emotions the kind of stuff that have been you know like pressed upon so many of us you know a stuff that has wounded our spirit for decades that we've had to go to counseling and inner healing sessions to get rid of those wounds that we've had in our childhood can you imagine how much more damage would it be causing on your own spouse when you talk to them like that see a child has a whole lifetime to recover and see life and you know grow up but your spouse they they are going to now be suffering with you for the rest of their life because of the wounds that you've created in their heart so it's necessary that you guard your conversations one of the things that i do intentionally okay not something that comes naturally to me so it's not something i'm proud about but this is something that i've been trying to do intentionally in this last season of life is to uh, constantly pray about every conversation whether it be a scheduled conversation in my church office or at home or a phone call or even if it's an unscheduled conversation that comes up on a whatsapp chat or a telegram chat or an email or a personal conversation that i would have with my spouse with my wife or something that i have to talk to my children about i'll immediately start speaking in tongues and have a deep intimate conversation with god about it before i can respond and i have seen that 10 out of 10 times automatically uh, peace comes and rests upon that relationship when i have prayed about the conversation as and when i'm talking but when i take things into my own hands and i feel like i can handle it i have messed up 10 out of 10 times i have said something or i've done something that has you know 
ended up hurting and breaking the other person. Now, see, uh, you may have to always speak the truth, but you can do so in love. And that is what it does when you depend on God, that truth that you speak will now be layered in God's divine and agape love. And so it's necessary that you learn to guard your conversation and you learn to communicate without breaking the spirit of the person that you're speaking to. So that would mean that uh, you are now going to have to speak words that are edifying the other person, not just that you're, you know, uh, avoiding bad kind of conversations but now you need to constantly look for ways to edify and strengthen and encourage the other person see encouragement it doesn't cost you anything when you encourage somebody or when you're positive about their failures even when they go through something very drastic and you know and they accept and they admit that it's their fault but you uh, desire to still stand with them and uh, pray for them and help them through the process the kind of healing that that does to their soul, you have no idea. But the flip side is that if you allow them uh, to continue to remain in their brokenness and you add to that brokenness with your words, man, it just drains off the strength of that person. See, on the outside, the person will act like, oh, it didn't matter to me. Oh, it didn't hurt me that much. Oh, it didn't bother me. But now... What you've just done is that you've drained off all their fuel and now they're running on reserve. You know, the, the car will still run on the reserve, but, you know, there's a time when it will burn out. There's a time when it will crash. And that's why it's necessary that when you see that your spouse is struggling, that they are going through a challenge, that they are suffering, that they are uh, being attacked at work and when they are being looked down by other people, you should be the one to just stand by their side and say, okay, wait, let me speak what God is speaking over your life. And God says that you're good enough. God says that he is your provider. God says that he will help you lie down beside still waters and gentle pastures. The Lord says that he is your shepherd in this season. The Lord says that he is your strong tower. He is your rock. He is your refuge. When we help our spouses to uh, see a picture, a glimpse of what God is doing in their life, of what God is releasing in their life, that itself is all the encouragement, all the strengthening that they can receive and experience. See, here is something that you need to remember. Every conversation that you have with your spouse, it can end up either strengthening that person or further damaging that person. And when I say every conversation, I'm talking about every heart conversation. There are factual conversations which may not necessarily have that deep an impact, but every heart conversation that you have with your spouse, it is directly breaking them or strengthening them. And it's all up to you how you're going to do it. Now, Truth be told, most times the things that you tell your spouse, they may actually deserve you know, that because they may have been bad, they may have been careless, they may have been insensitive or they may have not prioritized things correctly in their life. They may deserve to be told that they are completely wrong. And yet the way that you tell them, the way that you 
cover it in God's love. That goes a long way in helping building the bridge of your relationship rather than burning that bridge now. So it's up to you, my dear friend. Let me read the verse one more time. A cheerful heart is a good medicine, but a broken spirit, it is going to sap a person's strength, dry out the bones. You don't want to be married to a dry bone. You want to be married to a person who has joy, who has happiness, who has grace, who is filled with God's presence, who has life in them. My hope is that each and every one of you will have some sparks going off in your spirit as you listen to this teaching and that you would pursue a conversation with yourself first and then with your spouse and how you can celebrate joy in your house, how you can pursue cheerful heart in your own home. And the Bible says that when you're cheerful, when, you, when your cheerfulness is now also in your heart, that is going to bring healing to you. That is going to bring strength to you. That is going to avoid all kinds of broken-hearted issues. I hope that this blessed you. If it did, feel free to reach out to us and let us know how it blessed you or what area it helped you personally. We are so blessed to have all of you follow this podcast. And if you've been following this podcast for a while, if you're a regular listener, make sure to rate this podcast. It really helps us to uh, take this podcast to more audience. All you need to do is click one of those uh, five or four or three stars, you know, options that you have in your podcast app. And if you're free for a couple of minutes, please leave a review. It will really, really help. Above and beyond that, if you'd like to partner with us financially, you're welcome to visit pastorpriji.com slash donate. And every rupee or dollar that you contribute, it helps us in taking this podcast, taking resources like these to thousands of people out there that the Lord has entrusted us with. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a blessed and a beautiful day ahead. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope it was a blessing to you. Do visit pastorpriji.com slash podcast to subscribe for more resources related to marriage and various topics.